Welcome back. You're listening to another episode of Amateur Hour, a professional sports podcast by people who have never played professional sports. I'm your host, Max, along with Strength. And let's talk sports. Amateur Hour. Okay, 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 okay. We have very exciting news. We, we have, have, have a, a Twitter. <laughs> oh, we got to do that over. We, we have, have oh a... <laughs> you took a longer pause. We... Okay, ready? Three, two... Wait, wait, Let me collect myself. Three, two, one. We, we have, have a Twitter. Twitter. Yay! We have a Twitter. <laughs> this is the first of many social medias that will be flying at you in your home on your device device is <laughs> and uh, our handle is amateur capital h capital r capital p pod amateur hr pod at twitter.com mm, love a good pod it's a love a good two peas in a pod um mm. So yeah, so we're really excited. The Twitter is the first. I believe Instagram will be coming next. And potentially, maybe TikTok? TikTok on the clock, but the party don't stop. Exactly. <laughs> so we'll be doing, you know, little highlights, some some clips, some fun stuff. Follow our Twitter. Uh, you'll be sure to just, you know, keep posted. We'll retweet some things. We'll tweet some things. And we will just let you know when the podcast is being recorded, being edited, being uploaded. All that stuff. So you can get excited uh, and tune in every Tuesday when each new episode is released. Okay. Well, that's exciting. And now let's get some good vibes going with the weekly highs. The weekly highs. Let's just talk about real quick the Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh, my goodness. They, they clapped. Clapped the Brooklyn Nets. Who... In their first two games, these are their first two games with all three of their superstars playing against the Cleveland Cavaliers, who are a solid, you know, projected middle-of-the-road team. The Cavs, Colin, Colin Sexton specifically, dropped buckets on their heads. And I the Nets, him, dude. he's, wow, he's a hustler. I mean, you know, we could see for the past couple of years that he was, you know, kind of on the way up, but now he's really starting to take shape. So good for him. We could have had him, dude. Ugh. Could we have? Ah, yeah, dude. We traded the pick that ended up being Colin Sexton for Kyrie. Yeah. I mean, you live and you learn. Yeah. That's one of those things. <laughs> it's not like we could. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's not get into the. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry to put a damper on your, on your mood. <laughs> <laughs> this was supposed to be the high. The weekly oh, highs. Sad. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, the weekly lows. <laughs> wah, wah. Yeah. So Colin Sexton, I actually saw him when I went to Vegas um, a couple of years ago. I was what? walking around the strip. And I saw Colin Sexton. It was when they were doing the NBA Summer League in Vegas. And I, uh -huh. I saw him with a couple of his friends who I like didn't recognize. I'm sure, you know, some rookies on, you know, in the NBA. You know how there's those rookies that like you see them and you kind of follow them and then all of a sudden they just disappear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was like a couple of those. But I saw Colin Sexton. I recognized him through his hair. I was like, hey, wait, wait, wait a minute. I know you. <laughs> and I walked, we walked past. I, we made eye contact. I didn't say anything, but inside I, I was elated. You were like, young bull. It's young <laughs> bull. <laughs> it's the young bull. Dude, can you sign my arm? 
Yeah. So Colin Sexton, apparently, too, he walked up to Kyrie and he said, like, as Kyrie was tying his shoe, he's mm-hmm. like, hey, get ready. It's going to be a long night. Ooh, I did yeah. not know that. That's amazing. That That's the BDE that we need. Good for him. <laughs> And they saw wow. they um I was just talking to my brother actually, and he was talking about how at the beginning of the game, James Harden. The, I don't know, Shreyas, if you saw that highlight. James Harden does a between the leg pass to Kyrie, who scores the oh, ball yeah. on the layup. Yeah. Um, and the announcers were like, "Oh wow, the Nets are just playing with the Cavs." And then just flash forward to the final score. <laughs> remember they what I was saying by, about they won by yeah. twelve late yesterday. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And remember what I was saying about Jared Allen? I mean. You gave up a huge defensive asset, and now they're making use of him on the Cavs. And I'm actually surprised with the Cavs because although they have like seven centers and forwards, their rotations are still pretty good. And I think they're trying to really figure out what each person's good at, Mm -hmm. and they're putting them in for certain situations because I didn't see Big J out there all the time because there's, you know, he's still limited in what he can do. So I thought thought they did a really, really good job. I think it helps them in the long run for at least the season just because they don't have to play Drummond and Allen like more than 30 minutes. They can play them like 25-25 and right. you get like the same production out of them basically. Yep. Larry Nance Jr. was hooping too. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I, if Kevin Love comes back, I think they should trade him because Larry Nance is doing a way better job than Kevin Love could do at this point. He's just getting injured so often. I think Larry Nance I, is it's much just, better player. For Kevin Love, it's we're reaching the twilight of yeah. his career. Yeah, I, I don't know who's going to pay for him. I don't know who's going to like utilize him on his team because, like you said, right. he's just getting hurt. It's um, tough. Great, like again, you know, has been a historically great player. Has right. a chip under his belt. Um, right. Good for him. But at this point, twenty twenty one, it's 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 the twilight. Yeah, you got to cut ties with him. I don't know. You can't get. I don't think you're going to get anything if he leaves. Like, he's going to walk out the door, right? This is his last season. I'm assuming. I think. I'm not sure, but yeah, regardless. It's, I, I think it's, it's, yeah, it's close. And not in the mean way. I don't mean this in the mean way of like Kyrie right. Irving should retire, but Kevin Love should probably retire. Right. I think, I think it's getting to that point. If At this point, I think the Cavs should just get like uh, end of the first round type pick out of it. And mm-hmm. Keep Larry Nance. Larry Nance has been really good for you. He's been a defensive monster just with steals and blocks. And Oh, yeah. Um, yep. Yep, I think yep. he leads the league in steals right now. Or he's really? up there. He's like top five at least. Yeah. He's, Impressive. Impressive. He's been, he's been pretty good. So, yeah, I think Kevin Love. Well, if you're a Cleveland fan, this is a good time. You've had a – It is. <laughs> you've had is kind a of a, you know, some shit luck over the past couple – past like, what is it? Yeah, probably like four or five years after you guys won in 2016. But yeah. now, you guys are back. I feel like you're playing better than the Celtics, but <clears> – <throat> <laughs> we'll talk about that all right <laughs> for a future so, <laughs> for my personal high um i decided to be creative and now i have refired up my youtube channel after six years yes of not making a video it's mostly just going to be fun comedy related video game stuff mashup highlight meme mm. clips um you know so it's dumb it's dumb humor but if you like that kind of thing Head on over, just a little self-plug here. Head on over to Dr. Mad Maximus on YouTube and check it out. It's just dude, fun. First, it's just that, fun. That comeback me. video, that comeback video, dude. Woo. Was, spicy was meme lord. Come- spicy <laughs> meme lord. Mamma mia, Thank it's you. a spicy meme lord. Hey, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Thank you, Shreyas. Yeah, I play a bunch of games, so check it out. Shreyas, let's bring the vibe down. Let's get depressed. <laughs> the lows. 
Well, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. That was a very long sigh. But <laughs> my sports low. Uh, Hank Aaron passed yesterday. And uh, um, rest in peace. Just a, yeah, just a, a lover of baseball history and the sport in its prime in its prime and its past. Um, Hank Aaron is arguably a top five player in baseball history and baseball has been around for over a century (laughs) yeah so it's it's hard to be considered top three top five like he's up there 19 straight seasons of 24 home runs completely consistent as a power hitter um he never had a 50 home run season but he was there in the 25 to 40 range every year for his prime um probably even past his prime too uh, he was he was really really kicking up the notches. Um, imagine, MVP, yeah. huh? I was just gonna say, imagine just hitting at least twenty five home runs every season. It's and like, and it, there's there was no like breakdown either. It was like, like you know how like in the new age sometimes when you go, get into like the quote unquote steroid era, You're right? Yeah, where people are hitting, <laughs> they start out like twenty home runs, and then they get they get into their steroid prime, and then they have like four. Um, he was an MVP. He won a World Series over the vaunted uh, Yankees. 25-time All-Star. Wow. Uh, that is I don't a care, I don't MLB care what le- sport you play. MLB yep. record. 25-time 20, All-Star. I don't care what sport you play. 25 years. I haven't even, we haven't even been alive for 25 years. Yeah. I mean, a couple of the years, the MLB, during like the mid-50s, 40s, mid-50s, they did um, two All-Star games. So, But it wasn't like – it wasn't for most of his career. So he probably got – uh, an extra three or four because they did uh, an all-star okay. game at the beginning. I mean, the middle of the season and the end of the season. Okay. But still, but still, but still. Yeah. So, but like he, for probably at least 20 years, he was an actual all-star for a year, three-time gold glove. And then he's obviously considered the real home run King. Some mm-hmm. people like to say, Oh, Barry Bonds really did it. Cause like the number is what counts versus, you know, how he did it. But, um, considered to many by uh as breaking that barrier of beating Babe Ruth getting the real home run record faced a lot of racism at the time because if you beat you know what arguably the greatest white player in history's baseball record and you're you're playing in the 70s it's uh it's definitely definitely uh, uh troublesome to see what he faced in that time and he became an activist and right uh, his passing is dear, like dearly. He's dear. He's dearly missed from the game of baseball. He's one of the greats. So that is uh, my sport. Rest in peace. Yeah, rest, rest in, in peace. peace, Hank Aaron. Hammer and Hank. Hammer. <laughs> That's his name. The they. I just saw an article recently. The Braves. So he played for the Atlanta, uh, the Milwaukee Braves. Yeah. Uh, which are now the Atlanta Braves. Um, they've had some, you know, people in recent history try to change the name Brave, especially because of the. Native American the connection to Native American connection, connecting yeah. Native, and is it really? And they're saying like, oh, you know, we we help pre- help preserve the land, like we we give to all these Native American causes. Um, so right. they haven't changed it, but I mean, in light of the passing of Hank Aaron, uh, uh, people have started to think about maybe should they change it to like the Atlanta Hammers or something because he's Hammer and Hank. Yep. I just saw that on Twitter recently, so I was like, hmm. I mean. That's the that's the type of influence he has. People are considering changing the full team name to something associated with the player that meant the most to that city. Um, that's awesome. It's pretty that's cool. Awesome. Just that's, that's, a, that's even that's even in the legacy. conversation. Yeah, talk, talk about, about legacy. legacy. Exactly. Yep. Um, for my personal low, 
uh, it has been my recent exercise schedule. I am not getting out there enough. And I need to get out there. I finally went on a walk. I think I'm going on a walk every two weeks. Not very good. I need to get better at that. Bad. Very yeah. bad. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, today and yesterday, dude, ugh, I ate so much tortellini. Mm, yeah, but come on, dude. It's tortellini. Yeah, That's but like delicious. I had leftovers and I had to eat it. for. So I ate it yesterday night. And then I was like, okay. oh, there's leftovers. I'm going to have to eat it for breakfast because like I'm not going <laughs> to like I'm not going to eat this anytime else. So did you I do ate marinara it for sauce at breakfast? No, no, no. It, it was we did we when we did the tortellini, it was uh creamy pesto. We put like heavy Ooh. cream and so it was it was really heavy because we did heavy cream and pesto sauce. Right. Um, but then I ate it. Weight today. Watchers does not recommend. <laughs> yes, yes, please. Weight Watchers ban me if I ever try to <laughs> go on a diet because I sat with an absolute brick in my stomach this morning <laughs> after eating. And I was like, oh. Oh, oh my I'm god! How, oh my! Oh my god! How am I gonna do this? How am I gonna get through the day? I cannot <laughs> eat. I cannot walk. Like it was bad. So I, I like, I finally got off my ass and I and I walked for like forty five minutes. And I feel so much better. But yeah. I gotta like do it more often. Otherwise, I'm not. I'm gonna literally like. I think I'm gonna like poop out of marble because it's just gonna sit there for so long. It's gonna like become a stone. So. <laughs> So, <laughs> so I got to walk more often. Listen, <laughs> I think that's my personal love. Shreyas, as your doctor, I, I need you to change your lifestyle. This is the first ever tortellini stone I've ever seen in my 49-year career. May God help you, son. <laughs> no, he'd be more like, uh, look at it here. Uh, it's, a, it's a tortellini stone in your stomach. Like, is your doctor Chef Boyardee? Yeah, I mean, it's a tortellini guy, right? I got to go to a tortellini doctor, right? No? He's like, Shreyas, I'm going to recommend you to an expert. <laughs> it's a me, Luigi. I have the recipe. He's the best in the goddamn business. You show up. Hey, uh, listen, I heard you got the stone. A I heard tortellini you, uh, stone. I heard you needed a plumber. He takes a wrench and he starts like just like shoving it. And he's like, "Oh, this one is very bad." Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, they really, so do, they really do that though. When you go to the doctor, they're like, "You go to yeah. your like general physician, and if you have any problem that's not a cough, they're gonna be like, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna need you to go to a specialist.'" Oh like, yeah, and you're like, "Okay, they're like, so they're like, they're like, what are you? I know you're a general practitioner, but what does general entail if you can't figure out what I have? Like, right." What happens? <laughs> right and and um yeah like you go and, and you then you check your bill and you're like oh fuck me i have to pay four hundred dollars for this guy to oh, tell dude. me that i, I had to go somewhere well. else oh so bad like what do you what yeah so yeah so that's uh that's my that's my low i gotta get better but well we will we luck, will try us that you're Thank on you. the path to recovery from the tortellini stone <laughs> merci beaucoup and merci beaucoup all right. Well, that's a, also though, I, I feel that with your, the, the workout schedule, it's, it's really tough when you're at home. Um, I actually yesterday, so we broke, we broke over 35 degrees at my home, uh, oh. in new England. And I was able to actually go oh, yeah. outside and play basketball for a little bit. That was my fun. hands yeah. were absolutely freezing. The weather was fun. <laughs> it was fun enough where I'm like, it's, it's not that cold, but this is the yeah, first if it's time. 40, if it's 40, I'm out there. Like if it's getting yeah, to 40, it's like, point, like, oh, I gotta beautiful. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, this is the first time in three or four years that like, like, so it's, it's been, it's been like two solid months since I've been able to play basketball just because of the weather. Mm -hmm. And that's the first time in four years. That's the longest period of time in four years that I have not been able to play. 
That's so tough. The, the amount of stir crazy that I've been going, oh my god, that is tough. You know, it's been a tough time just for ballers. Ballers, ballers anonymous need a yeah. Well, yeah, need just a new real, session. They do. No, ballers anonymous. Yeah, if you guys want to come to my house and just talk about how we all miss hooping, please feel <laughs> free. My home address is <laughs> redacted. Redacted. <laughs> <laughs> but like, think about all the courts that took down the hoops. Mm-hmm. Took down the rims everywhere across mm-hmm. the entire country. And, you know, mm-hmm. again, I get it because it's COVID. But then you see people go outside, you know, to like their local football field or their local track and all that stuff is open. <laughs> they can't take down the field <laughs> or the, fo- the goalposts. <laughs> but they just take down the rims and it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the worst part. Oh, yeah. It hurts my soul. All right. Let's talk football. Oh, I'm ready. Fucking football. I love it. Foot, football or football? No, it's not foot. It's just foot. Oh, football, sorry, soccer, football. sorry, soccer fans. Sorry, soccer fans. <laughs> football, football, football. Our first topic is we're going to rank, me and Shreyas, we're going to do another quick little ranking. We're going to talk about the top five QBs in the league right now. So mm-hmm. this is all things considered. And we're going to take it from 2020 into the past. It's like who is still in the league and who's new to the league. Every, all things considered, but we're just going to rank them into who we think the top five players are mm-hmm. right now. Trace, would you like to go first? Yeah, sure. I got at one Mahomes. Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Yep. I think it's, at this point, it's just like if you want, if you want someone for the next 10 years. It's, you're going to sign him for X millions of dollars. Yes. I mean, that's what the Chiefs did. I know. So, <laughs> I, I, I trust their judgment right now. Um, I want you already you. won him a Super Bowl. He's on his way to a second. The entire state um, of upstate New York has uh, been lit on fire. Yes. <laughs> there has been a scarcity in anything flat. Because Johnny, Johnny Moses back. <laughs> oh, wild man with buffalo horns running around the city of Buffalo. This is madness. <laughs> Watch as they, uh, John Havlicek dribbles the ball in a circle. With one hand. It's like, they're, it's like they're like petting a really small dog. And they're like reaching down and their other hand is like way back. <laughs> He's like, look at me, I can switch it. But I can only do one at a time. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the first um, person to do the crossover? Was it Joe Dumars? I don't know. I, don't, uh, I, I would probably say no. I would think it, I would hope it happened before then. I would think like, I mean like, uh, I would say like Pete Maravich had a a decent crossover. Oh, he was pretty. Pete? Yeah, pistol. Yeah, you're Pete. right. Joe Dumars. Joe Dumars is like yeah. Okay, that's way too late. Yeah, Joe, Joe Dumars is like the. Whoops. Hey, you know what? We'll make use of our new Twitter. If you know the first person to have invented or done the crossover, hit us up on Twitter at amateur hr pod. <laughs> Perfect. Nice. Yeah. Nice little plug. Okay. All right. So you, uh, Trace, you got you got Mahomes I got Mahomes. number one. Okay. Yeah, I got Mahomes. I got Brady's too. Okay. See, I got okay, I'm just gonna just detour real quick. I, on mine, yeah. mine's reversed. Mine's Brady's. You got Brady one. Mahomes. I got Brady Mahomes. And and okay, that's fine. This is solely for me because of legacy. Patrick Mahomes is without a doubt the next great thing, right? Yeah. He, like like you said, if you want somebody for the next ten years, it's gonna probably bring you another. Yeah. X amount of Super Bowls, which he has more in his future, you know, provided things stay, you know, healthy and same. Clean. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Uh, but because of legacy, Tom Brady is still the number one. And the last five games of the season, wow, did he really step up? Yeah, the last six even. It last six. Not yeah. in danger of missing the playoffs, but when they really needed to step up, Tom Brady, the freaking goat, he stepped Oof. up. He stepped. He was up. a stone cold killer. 
And I understand, I understand that he's really not one of these new wave quarterbacks, right? Who can run really like rush the ball and do things like that. He doesn't, his ground game isn't great, but with his QB sneak and just the way that he throws the ball, it's, it's almost sexy. The way that Tom Brady throws the ball. Tom Brady's number one for me, and Patrick Mahomes is number two, and that's just based off a legacy. All right, keep going. Mm -hmm. I got Rodgers three. Yep, me too. Not do well. Just the the dual the dual mobile quarterback, great pocket passer, can you know make make plays happen with his legs. Kind of the same Mahomes, but before Mahomes, Wilson's there. I got Josh Allen at five now. I don't think there's a lot. Yep. I don't think there's a lot of like I was looking at the list today. There's I don't not know. A lot of people who would, there's yeah. not a lot of high end, and I'm talking through my teeth right now. There's not a lot of high end like QB talent. Like I just gotta well, say it. Like Josh what about, Allen. What about what about what about Matt Stafford? No, no. Lamar Jackson. Matt Stafford. I don't know if you just saw this. Matt Stafford. Forty minutes ago, uh, the Lions are letting him go. They're releasing yeah. him. Yeah. 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 Um. So and Patricia. Patricia. Well, Patricia's here. <laughs> Patricia came to the to the the Patriots. He's gonna be like an assistant or something. Wait, really? Uh, that's fun, right? He's back. <laughs> oh, great! <laughs> hey, hey, oh, hey, brother, he this guy stinks. <laughs> <laughs> How many squirrels does it take to change a light bulb? <laughs> a lot, because they're so darn stupid. <laughs> oh my. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah but Shreyas, Shreyas, Shreyas. Trisha no, I wouldn't. If, to answer your question, no, I would not put Matt Stafford in the top five. Okay. It's yeah. not, okay. There was a lot of people that really do like him, though, but I agree. He's not he's top a good, five. He's Lamar a great, he's a great guy. Mention. Yeah. Okay. So you have him at like a six? Is that what you're saying? So, so I have, yeah. So Tom Brady, Mahomes. Yeah. yeah. AA Ron Rodgers. Yeah. Number four for me is Drew Brees. Wait. Are you just saying like, are you, wait, was this like an all-time legacy play for you? Is this what your list is about? I think, I think that's what influenced a lot of, I think your list is, I think your list is very good. Okay. But Drew Brees is still in the league. And Uh, I I guess, yeah, he hasn't officially. He might, well, he might be done. Retired. As of the recording of this episode, we don't know yet, but, but the rumors about Drew Brees leaving are, are, are swirling. Yeah. Yeah. Swirling. Well, so, they, they, there's apparently already, he already like has a deal with NBC. He has to just write on the dotted line and announce oh, it. Oh, wow. I think just based off of legacy that Drew Brees is a number Yeah, four. yeah. I, I totally agree with you. He was thrown out from San Diego, hey, just not given a chance. He got hurt and right, then right. thrown out uh, for, I don't even know what the return was, but New Orleans gave him a chance and uh, he, he him proved him wrong. So um, he proved him way wrong. He's going to be a Hall that? of Famer. That he brought him a chip? Uh, 2009. So the 2009-2010 season. Great year. Great was, year. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then number five, I agree with you, is Josh Allen. Okay, Josh cool. Allen's gotten better every single year. And uh, this year especially, he just looked. Yeah, he looked phenomenal this year. Phenomenal. Yeah. Yep. He's I reading agree. defenses way better. Like... It's not just like, oh, I have a big arm and I'm not afraid to use it. It's more now like, it's now like, oh, okay, like I don't have to go home run all the way just to show off. I can toss a slant to Stefan Diggs. I can, you know, do a curl route to Cole Beasley and like methodically get down the field. And I can use my legs when I want. Like it's starting to like kind of piece it together for him. I'm, mm-hmm. uh, I'm happy for him. He, it seemed like people were down on him coming into the draft. Like he was a high pick and then people were like, oh, we take Josh Allen here like 
yeah, he's like an arm talent, but like, does he have a football mind? Like, and he's putting it together. He's showing that uh, he can, he can be a football. He's mind. Put, right. I agree with that. Yeah. And, and, and I agree with what you're saying about Russell Wilson. For me personally, he didn't make my top five, mm-hmm. but still a very good player. Um, yeah. I think he's had sort of an up and down career. I would say he had he's had more ups and downs. I think the downs, like basically, I think losing the Super Bowl is a very like tough down, but it wasn't on him. Like he played a great game. That's what I mean. Okay, yeah, um, no, you're right. That's fair. So this this season was definitely a down. I can definitely say this season was a down. So I mean, this season was right. Okay, so that's that's kind of what I'm going off of. It's up and down. I'm gonna maintain yeah. that. It's up and okay. down. Okay, that's fair. Uh, and that's my fair. honorable mention is Lamar Jackson, who okay didn't have a great year this year, but I really yeah. like what he can do. He Which turned it up at the end, though. He turned it up uh, at the end of the season. Too, too little, too late. And his playoff, yeah, a little his playoff too history late. is not good. It is not good. They it's got tough. Steamrolled by uh, Tennessee last year. Yeah. It's just like, yay. And he's squeaked by. It's see, it's when you're when the team is so one-dimensional that, like, right. yes, right. yes, they're, yes, they're like the best running team in the league, and by miles, they were the best running team in the league because of Lamar. J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, Mark Ingram. Like, they have great running backs this year. Mark like, Ingram, he, did he ever come back this year? He got – well, he, he, in all intents and purposes, got benched, basically, because J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards were being so effective. And he took it like a champ. Like, I have more power to him. He didn't, like, complain. He was like, you know, for the best of the team, I'm going to do whatever the coaches want me to do, and I'm just going to, you know, play it how it is. And I, yeah. I give him props. He was, he was an almost 1,000-yard rusher last year, so – Oh, he was um, oh he was awesome last year. Oh yeah, my so. god. He was one of the he was one of those fantasy pickups where you're kind of getting to the end of you know your draft and you're like, ah, ESPN recommends this guy. So I picked him up and yeah. Oh, he carried me. Carried me to the to the freaking win. Oh, for sure. My honorable mention, uh, I did not pick Lamar Jackson. I think the reason why I went over the person I'm gonna be about to say over Lamar Jackson is just because of the consistency with the arm talent, just being able to throw to spots. Cam Newton. And um, no, so mine is actually <laughs> uh, Chase Daniels. No, <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's, I picked Deshaun Watson. Oh. <laughs> That's my honorable mention. Deshaun, <laughs> Deshaun Watson. I think okay. Deshaun Watson displays for a crappy team. And we're going to talk, we're going to get into this, but crappy team, so- crappy organization team that uh, is wants less and less weapons for him i guess by the year and he consistently gives you four thousand yards uh over 25 touchdowns he can give you touchdowns on the ground he's a he's like a man's man when he runs too like he beats people down yeah he beats people down like he runs like i don't know i remember that game we played him the patriots played him and he just he made the stupid oh he made us look so foolish, and Bad. it was just, oh my god! We and were, I was we like, like wow. we were like a, like a like a high school football team playing against, and that was one of those games yeah. too where I think we had just beaten Baltimore, so we mm-hmm. were feeling good. We're like, yes, oh, exactly. Patriots, you know, like they've got their shit together. Cam Newton's like on his wave, like he he knows what's good. And then Houston made us look silly. <laughs> oh my silly. god! And it was him by it was just him on like putting the team on his back, and that's every win they had this year. It was him putting the team on his back. So that's why I'm not I betting against Brass. That's why I can't bet. Because I yeah. would have I would have taken Patriots. The Pats. Oh, for sure. 
how could and, you uh, not? Like you go, you yeah. you think they like you never think that like the hype train will inevitably crash. Like you just think, no, oh, choo choo, never... hype train, it just keeps going. Beep 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 beep, choo choo, and then it. <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs> we've ran out of gas so fast <laughs> <laughs> i'm not bruce willis and unbreakable like oh, everybody yeah. died <laughs> yeah yep <laughs> yeah um okay so yeah you mentioned deshaun watson mm. let's talk because houston has <laughs> a problem a big problem Trez, Houston. let's shed some light on this we have a problem <laughs> houston <laughs> there's a <laughs> They do not value Deshaun Watson at all. <laughs> I don't know what they value. It's and that's kind of what I want to talk about. Is um, Sports Illustrated put out an article uh, about a week ago, kind of detailing um, the problems that have been happening in in Houston um, around kind of their front office and the growing distaste that Deshaun Watson and his team have over how decisions have been made and who've been able to, you know, have their voices heard throughout the team. And mm-hmm. he believes obviously, and he should believe that he is going to be an integral part of the decision-making process if he continues on the team. But Houston has seemed to want to put it in their hands of, I don't even know what his, his name, his like title is, but Jack Easterby. The executive vice president of football operations. So yeah, so he's he's turned into um, a big figure. He started out as a character coach for multiple teams. The the Chiefs. He was here, and he brought people together throughout some tough times in the team's history. For the Patriots, uh, he was here throughout the whole Aaron Hernandez situation, um, mm-hmm. and a lot of Patriots players, even through the past couple of years, have spoken highly about Jack Easterby. Um, as a man of faith and, you know, really a good team builder and things like that. But all he, right. all he really was effectively was a character coach. He shaped men, I guess. I don't know what he really did. That's what they called him. So what, so what went wrong? Was he just a, like, a, like a puppet? Well, since the Texans have brought him on, he has somehow gone from character coach to executive vice president of football operations in, wow. in record time. Wow. Um, I, there's I don't even understand how you can do that within a year and a half, a year or two. Um, and he doesn't have any expertise in football management, player personnel management, front office. Right, right. Um, and now he's kind of the right hand man of the owner of the Houston Texans, Cal McNair. Mustache man. Mustache man. <laughs> mustache man. <laughs> yeah, mustache man. And they've really connected over faith. And I guess Cal, they think that he seems to think him and Jack are in sync and has really like made him a prominent figure in this decision-making in uh, record time. That, that, that record time. Yeah. All I'm going to say is something stinks. Yeah. Something, something stinks. And it's, it's really fishy how he got to that position. He's really kind of, it, it seems like he's been in a sense, manipulating the minds of how people look at him to make him think that like he really is more than what he knows he what's up right yes so, so how is this um, how has this affected deshaun watson well a lot of the decisions that the texans have been making recently now that jack easterby has become in this prominent role seem to be like you know why are the why is the front office like letting this happen um the deandre hopkins trade a very 
bizarre deal to make. It didn't make sense. Didn't make sense. Did not make sense. You get probably a top. Yeah, he is. He's a top three wide receiver in the NFL. You trade him for David Johnson, who's an injury prone, um, talented, but injury prone running back. And uh, after the first year, did not work out. Deshaun Watts, uh, DeAndre Hopkins had a great year in Arizona. Um, yep. So that's a b- big fail. Right. So, so um, why do you trade away? And again, we, you know, you, you're starting to look like Boston trading away your big stars. Exactly. Why do you do that? Right. For, for that, that's, a pretty, that's a pretty terrible ROI. Yeah. Like you said, people pin people that on Bill O'Brien, but like, I mean, like Bill O'Brien, like he's only like what the owner and the people around the front office tell him like, Hey, this is how much we can pay and blah, blah, blah. Like, um, right. Right. So it's just like, I don't know. I feel like there's like a lot of passing of blame that goes on in that organization. So, so, so regardless, regardless, they lose that that trade for huge, for no reason. Huge. Watson's pissed. I would be off the bat. Yeah. I would be. You just yeah. lost. You just lost a huge asset to your offense, right? Regardless, anyway. Yes. So they lose him. Um, they've treated their franchise for the for the most part since Watson has come. Before Watson has come, JJ Watt was their franchise. He was who people came to see. He was a force of nature. Whenever he got on the field, terrorized offenses. Um, that man's thick too. Yeah. He, uh-huh. Yep. From the from the head down, he is triple C's. On thick, um, so yeah, and they they it felt like he's had issues with how he's handled. They um they they recently or this past year they uh they fired their who who's the person in charge of their PR. Um, yep, and I guess she was a huge part of like helping JJ Watt. Um, and she was like a very amazing like she was an amazing person at her job, and it was a very out of the blue firing. Um, this is all while Jack Easterby is on the job. Um, people think that he might have been involved. I don't. I don't know the reason why you would take someone out like that. JJ Watt uh, expressed complete displeasure with the uh, decision on Twitter and in the media. He said it out like it's not like something internally that leaked. He was like, "She helped me," you know. When was it Hurricane Harvey? Hurricane Harvey, yes. Um, Hurricane Harvey. That was in in 2017, but yes, 2017. Yep. So, um, she was she was a huge part of helping him get you know people around his movement and fundraised up to like I think he did like a hundred million dollars or something crazy, like nuts, like historically great for the city of Houston. And um, because he talked well, about yeah, well, because Deshaun Watson he he talks about and you can you can go back and look at his quotes. He talks about wanting to wanting to be in Houston. And yeah. wanting to create a winning culture, right? And, and it's, his thing was, he, you know, he's going to work as hard as possible, but he wants to bring people in around him yeah. to help make Houston a memorable and and prolific franchise, right? Right. So, like, why is the front office now taking away people that are like trying to continue the culture, build the culture, right? And it was just a very odd move to 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 fire her out of nowhere. Um, and it, it not only angered, uh, not only now is Watson angry, but Deshaun, uh, but uh, JJ Watt is angry, and those are the two best players on your team. It's tough when both players are angry. Yep. And then I think it just kind of just started to snowball this whole coach situation. So Bill O'Brien was fired in the middle of the year, and Romeo Cornell took over. So they're looking for a new coach, and 
there is, you know, some great, great coordinators out there that are uh, like Eric Bieniemy from the the Chiefs, Arthur Smith, you know, Josh McDaniels is still out there. Yep. And did and we don't know who wanted him, and but like he's still out there. There's still a great pool of um, of people. Robert Sala. There's a lot. There's a lot of great people out there. Um, and it seemed like Watson, I guess, went on a trip or something. Um, and throughout his, I guess, vacation, all these people started getting jobs, and none of them were considered for the Houston job. And Watson had his picks. He wanted an offensive-minded coach. He wanted like a B enemy or a um, a Dayball, who is the co- offensive coordinator from the Bills. That's you know really helped boost Josh Allen to what he is right now. Right. Um, so those two guys, he was in on them. Um, those two have not been interviewed at all by the team. Um, and part of it is because they're in the playoffs, but they have not scheduled anything. It seems like they were not in contact at all. Um, I don't even know if those two are getting jobs, but to have those two, you know, be so highly touted and you, they're not even being considered in your pool. Um, and this is all while Deshaun Watson is out and not, you know, he's put in his two cents and they haven't taken it. Like yeah. that created a lot of distrust. And I think all, seeing those two not even being the, the, the running and then also um, a lot of others like are gone. Like there's not a lot of, you know, real talent that was out there is left for the, and no one really wants a job now because of all this power struggle stuff. And what they hear about Houston, right. And there's a thing to be said about, about a press and internal struggles. It's if you're looking for anything, right. If you're, if you're trying to buy a product and you hear bad reviews about the product from people who have been there and who have bought that product, Mm -hmm. the odds of you buying the product (laughs) go from, yeah. They go from slim to none. To none, yeah. How are you going to bring a winning culture to Houston when you're trading away your assets and firing away your your integral staff? Yeah. I I don't understand. And so I guess the the point of the matter here, and I'm sure as people have heard about, is that Deshaun Watson is is reaching a breaking point. So It's it's getting to the point of no return at this point. Yeah, it's the point of no returning. And, And can you blame him? I don't blame him at all. I think I think I think the Houston Texans have been like poorly mismanaged is an understatement to what this has all become. Um, people are uh, are really pinning it on this power struggle between does Easter be, you know, is he by did he get to bite off more than he could chew? How did he get to the point where this could he, was even a possibility? Right. Um, and it's getting out there more and more like it used to be kind of like football's best known secret. Mm-hmm. but now it's getting to a point like, oh, like there's some bad things that are happening. Oh, wait a second. Who is this guy? Wait, yep. wasn't he a couple of years ago a character coach? Like how did he get here? Like now it's like it's unraveling a lot on this team. Mm-hmm. And um, I think this whole wait media. Wait a minute. Who are you? <laughs> who are you? <laughs> like the whole media fire. It's like literally like who are you? Like and right. he's taking like <laughs> offense to it and he thinks – he thinks that he thought he made a great conspiracy theory. I, I just want to share this. He thought that the the crafts bought the story from SI and that they had made it so that like they had paid for this SI story to come out and leak it, like to make Easterby look bad because he left New England and blah blah blah. Like, um, wait, wait, the the crafts as in as in like, Bobby, as in the, like, the, the the happy hour massage. Yeah. Wow. So he's like throwing 
shit against the wall and like all right so he's thinking like i'm gonna pass everything out like wow it can't be me it's not me like the craft spot like we think that this si has a stake the crafts have a stake in si like deshaun what's how long how long of a timetable are you going to give him before he because what are his options for this coming year is it to stay in a clusterfuck of a situation I don't know. He so he signed a four-year deal in September, hundred and fifty-six million dollar extension. Um, and then it got worse and worse, right, throughout the season. And I don't think he makes if I were to if I were to put money on it, I don't think he makes it past the end of the end of next year. Like my that's my long-term timetable. I think he takes it. I think if he really thinks okay, something could be fixed. Or like, there's the opportunity doesn't present itself right now, right? Um, for a better deal or a better situation, he'll he'll stick it out for one more year. But if he thinks, boom, like we see like a couple teams already in, uh, on his list, uh, the Jets and the Dolphins. Okay, so so right there, already on his if list. You have a player, right? So if you have a, yeah, I don't think Trace, I don't think he's going to be playing for Houston this coming season. Uh, yeah, I that's, I, that's my short term contract. Right. So he signed a contract with Houston last summer. It was a it was a four year um one fifty six. Four year one fifty six. But now things have gotten so bad that he publicly is listing other teams that you want to go to. That's uh, no no he it, so it's not it's technically I these are all getting leaked, but his team, his team is definitely doing the leaks. Like why how else would they come up with the team name? Like his team definitely wants it out there that like Hey, he hasn't publicly asked for a trade yet, or internally asked for a trade yet. But like, we're looking. Like, hey, what are the, what are what are the listings like out in New York and uh and in Miami? Like, hmm. Uh, according we- to Armando Salguero of the Miami Herald. So mm. yeah, whether it's whether it's the you know the Texans leaking this stuff or him, it's yeah. out there and it's all over. I just did a quick Google search and it's all over the news. It's all. You look up to Deshaun Watson. The top ten stories are Deshaun Watson wants to go here, and Deshaun Watson wants to go there. Yeah. The 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 Jets are above the Dolphins on. But also, Deshaun, come on, you're better than that. You don't want to go to the Jets. I don't know. I think. No. I, I, okay, so there, there there's a history of losing there, is for sure. But shout out to Jets fans. If you guys have stayed loyal, yeah. for the past <laughs> how many years? Props to you. You've, well, you've consider been... the consider the power, or like consider the 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 talent that they are sorely missing from that position. Like, well, the, you you had Le'Veon Bell, and then he just freaking yeah. But I mean, <laughs> he he obviously wasn't living up to what he did anyway in Pittsburgh. Um, oh, I think yeah. I think if the if any team were lucky enough to get Deshaun Watson, it would be kind of in a in a in a microcosm like. Having that one guy that be like, oh, I, oh, I'm a wide receiver. Oh, if I want to have a good career right, or right, a good year, I right. want to go play with Deshaun Watson. So, like, from that standpoint, like, people will want to play with him. Oh, for but, sure. I mean, I, well, all this bad press stuff is not. It's not about him. Like, no, no, like no. I said earlier, he's the guy that's like, hey, I want to, I want to stay on a team and build a winning culture. Yeah. But then when your team has its head so far of its ass that it, you know, just does everything opposite of what you want them to do. Yeah, yeah, you can't you can't blame him for leaving. I can't I can't blame him. This isn't always the case with players demanding trades, and we'll talk about that in a, in a minute. Yeah, but um, do you think I don't know? 
somebody said New England Patriots, but that's not. No, I think that's I think I think it's yeah. I don't think it's that's because they have to pay him first of all. They have to. I, Belichick didn't want to pay. If Belichick's not going to pay Brady twenty five million dollars a year, what makes that's not Belichick? Is that Belichick's decision though? Belichick, Kraft, like the boat, like so. The happy, happy I don't know hour if Kraft. <laughs> like I think, well, Brady's not going to leave, right? So I mean, Brady already said he was going to leave after the right. Eagle Super Bowl. Right. Uh, this is from the 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 dynasty the dynasty book. Um, he had already he met with Kraft internally, said he wanted to leave after losing to the Eagles. Kraft said, "No, um, uh, we want to keep you." Uh, that's when they traded Garoppolo. Um, and yep. said, "Hey, stay for a couple more years." He won. He wins the Rams Super Bowl. Um, and then it almost was like at this point, it's like he just wanted a clean start. But like, for how many years was he not getting paid? To like, you know what I mean? To the too value many. that he was supposed to be. Well, people, I just remember when Brady was in New England, and people would just make fun of him, and in a completely sexist way. But people would be like, "Oh, well, Giselle makes more money than Brady." Like, that's oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Days. like. Okay, one, you're the industries are different, but but two, completely different. And you know what? Good for Giselle. Yeah, for sure. She is a freaking model, top Um, model. But I, I I kind of understand the point of where Tom Brady was such a such a generational talent. The fact that he got paid nine million some years. Oh my god. Oh my god. And they would move money around to get other players. Like how? Like how long can some guy? Right. Oh. Like, so to, like why, to get like Revis and to get like uh, yeah. uh, Browner and Randy Moss and like he's like taking pay cuts and Mott. pushing money, pushing money around and he's just like he's taking it because he wants to win. That's his number one goal is to win. And I he doesn't care about he, as I suppose he did win, but at what cost? I, right. I, I, and now and now he's he, like, I got some years. I don't got, I don't know how many years I got left in me. I got to get paid while I can, kind of. And I, I and that's why I cannot fault him for going to Tampa Bay at all. In my book, but as a as a Patriots fan, doesn't it just feel? Didn't it just feel horrible when he of all teams picked Tampa Bay? But I as a the Buccaneers, fan, I knew the last. But it's not okay. But here's the thing: it's the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers oh haven't God. been in the playoffs or the Super Bowl for a very long time, and it's not yeah. like the Buccaneers have a history of the Patriots where there's just been beef. If Tom Brady went to Philadelphia, I would have punched a wall. Well, what if you? What if he went to like? See, what if he reversed garoppolo it and went to San Francisco, went back to his hometown, like his home area? He went to the Bay Area because that's where he's from, right? I'm what just if he went to San I'm, Francisco? Like, wouldn't that just been so like, dang, like, okay, I get it. Like, he wants to play with Kyle Shanahan. He wants to go back to his hometown. Blah, blah, blah. But he sure. went to Tampa Bay. He went to like old people country. Oh, old people love just, Tom Brady. Old people love Tom Brady. They definitely they, do now. <laughs> they definitely do now. And I, I, I know a lot of Patriots fans who sort of, they're like, you know what? I, I've realized that after all these years, I'm not a Pats fan. I'm a oh, Tom yeah. Brady fan. Facts. That's a lot win. of people and, are coming with that. Again, I don't blame them. I don't blame Me them. Me neither. Me neither. Because of some of the ways that the New England, the New England franchises run, I'm like, what, what the heck? What are you doing? We're trading away mm. star players year after year. And I'm like, you get Cam Newton, who I, I get it. He had like mechanical issues with his throw this year. But he also just doesn't really have anybody out on the field to help him out. Well, they bu- they butchered this whole situation. I know butchered. we're kind of getting on a tangent, but they butchered the whole Cam Newton situation 
they could have had uh, an Andy Dalton or a, or a Nick Foles or something, even though those people are like, obviously we know they're what their cap is, what their ceiling is. Yeah. We know what their ceiling yeah. is, but like, like you waited till when did they get Cam Newton? Like in May? It June? was late. It was late announcement. And we're like, we're like, whoa, is Cam Newton even healthy? Yeah. Like and then Under does... Armour put out a bunch of commercials about him. And it's like, the only way is through. Look at Cam Newton lifting <laughs> and look at him in the hospital. And now, now look at him lifting again. You're like inspirational, and look at him throwing football. He looks like he's in pain. Like, like yeah, thirty-one other teams said no. Uh huh. They had a chance well, to get Cam Newton if they wanted him. Why did we say we yes? Sh- you know who we should have brought back? You know who we should have brought back? Cap. We should have brought back Kaepernick. And that's uh, I mean, the conversation comes up when every time a, uh, a QB comes out. I I I just think Kaepernick. that. Yep. It's too far gone for, um, and it's 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 uh, so? it's a terrible situation. I think I don't think any. Yeah, it's too far gone for for teams to take him at this point. I think people. I think the black ball is real and obviously have been real. So in terms um, of him, w- why is it too far gone? Because he's out of shape, or because no, of, no, no. It's too far. It's like too far gone with um, just how people look at what would happen. I think the media aspect of him um, has been completely blown out of proportion, but is real when people are trying to make locker room decisions mm. coaches these days okay. um so i don't know if they those two corroborate at any like at so any point his reputation is so contentious yeah i think really and it's 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 not it's, it's like obviously no no fault to him he stood up for what He's, he believed in and yeah. like he is like but like i guess for for these coaches they bring them in and then these workouts obviously they just don't go anywhere for some reason it's just like oh at least we looked at them but like they like obviously they're just trying to like make themselves look a little better you know what i mean so right right like oh um, coaches are looking at colin kaepernick but the decision come and, and then you don't hear anything about it yeah yes yes so it's that's it's just, that's just tragic sucks. that's just a tough it's tragic yeah, yeah yep. it's tragic he's yeah, definitely god, god forbid a man stands up for what he believes in and <laughs> stands up for people's rights exactly yeah yep um not to get too political but you know at the end of the day like that's what it is yeah uh yeah okay so deshaun watson potentially leaving it 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 brings it brings up the question just sort of about players across multiple sports demanding trades and we've seen some you know things where a, a, a trade demand has been handled well and we've seen some examples of a trade that trades that have not been handled well Shreyas, what are your thoughts just in general on, you know, professional athletes demanding a trade, whether it's in the middle of the season, off season, preseason, whatever. Do you think that like demanding a trade is necessary? Do you think that there should be more that like you, you, there should be more factors considered before you demand a trade? Should there Mm. be any restrictions? You know, like what, what are your, what are your thoughts on professional athletes demanding a trade? So I think it obviously is come to fruition in different leagues um, in different ways. Um, It seems like the NBA is the longstanding mark of the players have a lot more leverage in how the team succeeds um, because of, you know, you have five players on the court at any time. And, uh, 
if you have a player, a generation talent like LeBron or a Kyrie or an AD or all these people, like, and you can, you know, put one or two of them together or a KD and a Harden. And uh, if you can get that type of combo, it significantly improves your standing versus like if you have Brady and Moss, right? It worked for one year, but then right, it kind of faltered towards the end. Like they didn't really have the same success as they did in 07. So it's just like, it depends on the, the sport is what I'm trying to say. So I okay. think. So let's I go. Think, okay, let's go over. Yeah. So we've talked a lot about football. Let's uh, let's turn you over to the home country of basketball. Yeah, we'll take we'll take the recent example of Harden demanding a trade to go to Brooklyn. We'll right. take Anthony Davis demanding a trade from New Orleans to go to the Lakers, and then we'll take Jimmy Butler demanding a trade from the T Wolves to go to Philly. There's a couple more too. We don't have to talk about all of them, but just reading off a couple that I have too. Kyrie asked for a trade from Cleveland. Right, remember that. That's why he came to Boston. That was a trade. Yeah. Okay. I remember um, that. That was a trade. And then yep. uh, Kawhi. Kawhi wanted to trade out of uh, San Antonio, and so he went. He uh, they traded oh, to Marco wow. Rosen. Yep. And that's when he went to Toronto. He brought him yep. a chip. Oh. And he brought him a chip. So it, like, the results definitely they can work it's out different. if you're really motivated. So it's different in every scenario, though. Yeah. And and if you can, it's a risk. It in- it's definitely risk. It's a risk, involved. right? Because yeah. you see, let's just take Kyrie, right? Kyrie, mm-hmm. Kyrie wins a championship, playing with the best player in the league. Mm-hmm. You demand a trade, and you go to Boston of all places because, again, like we talked about last episode. If you haven't checked it out, check out episode three, James Hard Done. Mm-hmm. We That's take a, a deep one. dive into it, that was a fun episode. We take a deep dive into the James Harden trade and how Harden, Kyrie, and others handled the entire situation. Um, but but you go to you go to Boston, and like what what is there? Like know. Cleveland doesn't Cleveland doesn't like you anymore. Yeah, you, you had to get off their team for for no reason because you what wanted to be a leader, and then you come here and you're not, not a leader. the leading type. Yeah, <laughs> so that's bad. Jimmy Butler too yeah. is another notably poor scenario where Jimmy Butler was again. I think we mentioned this in the last episode as well. Jimmy Butler was so fed up of the T Wolves. Um, in Minnesota that he was like, you guys need me. I'm the best player on the team. Da, 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 da. You all suck. Tom Thibodeau, you suck. Cat, you suck. Andrew Wiggins, you suck. And he declares a trade and then he goes to Philadelphia. Same thing. You, you went from one toxic situation to another. What is there for you? Do you feel like trades like that, like hurt a player's rep? I think the situation for Jimmy Butler, I view it a little differently. I think the situation in Minnesota hurt his rep for the time being, but I actually believe that that trade for that one year because he obviously wanted to get out of there when he realized it wasn't going to work um (laughs) oh wait a minute i'm screwed (laughs) yeah but i arguably after that trade happened i think he was arguably the best player on the team for that after that trade for that period that period of time in philly Um, in philly yeah so i think i think it helped i think it helped for me i think it helped his basketball uh outlook in a sense that like yeah like he was having great games in minnesota but like he wasn't leading to wins and then he came to philadelphia right. and it seemed like oh right off the bat he hit a game winner um he had a game winning three i remember a couple um, games but, uh, forget kind of about oh that was kind of like an old jimmy kind of thing yeah. so like i think i think time definitely fades a lot of judgment time, heal, and time stuff. heals all wounds right time yeah it fades a wounds. lot of the judgment if it works out people forget that you know you wanted to kick yourself out to 
improve your prospects, right? Or like, right, right. But if it doesn't, then it's like, oh, time works in the opposite way. Time can, you know, it just now it's just kind of like, oh, it's a running counter of, oh, it's been five years since you asked that trade, and that doesn't work out for you. Like, well, like right. Um, so well, that's, you know, that's what I think of when I think of Kyrie. Yeah, it's been it's been quite a few years since you left Cleveland, and yes, your skills are you know totally fine, but you just got beat by the Cleveland Cavaliers twice in a row when you have two other superstars on your team. And the rep for Kyrie is, 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 is awful, especially after he wanted to leave Boston. Oh, for sure. Well, the way he left Boston too, right? He asked for the trade. He went into the season. They went to the Eastern Conference Finals without him. He probably got salty because, you know, people I are now... I'm the leader of the team. Yeah, people yeah. are now yeah. hyping up Jalen and Jason, right? Yeah. He comes into yeah. the next season. Everything seems to be cool. Hayward's back. He says, hey, I want to stay here for the long run. He wants to sign an extension. Everyone cheers at the... Yep. And then halfway through the season, he's like, oh, I don't know. I'm not sure. Sure. Like, people, things are going... Just when things start going down, he's kind of, you know, wishy-washy again after being... And then he dips. And then you're like, wow, you completely lied to us. I think that definitely ruins the reputation. Hmm. What about Um, Anthony Davis? I think him leaving him leaving New mm, Orleans was pretty it was definitely it was definitely the way he did it yeah the the way he did it was contentious like the whole remember he wore the that's, that's all, all folks, folks t-shirt and he said he said and, he said oh I didn't I didn't pick that that was my stylist like, uh-huh. no no you know, you know you know what that means yeah he definitely he definitely was like I I understand that New Orleans wasn't yeah. wasn't what he thought it was going to be but that yeah. seemed like a little bit of a sprinkle of collusion just for LeBron to be like, hey, you should uh, demand a trade and come to play with me in uh, L.A. And you know what? Hey. They're, under, they're under, both under clutch sports, I think, too, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they have the same, yeah. They have the Rich Paul. Rich Paul is the agent. Rich um, Paul is their agent. And he, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, obviously Rich Paul is going to try to get his guys together, especially when LeBron is the one saying, hey, I want this guy. He's, like he he probably has dinners who with AD. Want, who wouldn't want Anthony Davis? On his team. Right. Exactly, exactly. So Anthony Davis like, hey, is the second coming of basketball, Jesus Christ. He's no, he he's, he really, he's he really is unbelievable. unbelievable, unbelievable player. He's he's easily top five for me. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. He might even be. I he might even be. T- he, he he honestly kind of easily top three right now. Really? Uh I. I'm gonna say LeBron, Giannis, AD. Really over KD? Oh, sh- okay. That's See, you know that, we're gonna table that. No, we gotta table that because that's we gotta tough. table it. We gotta table it. We gotta table it. We gotta table it. Yes. We'll talk probably not. Probably not next week because the Super Bowl is on the way, and there, there's still more football to be talked about. Yep. But probably the back week to after. We'll, we'll, back we'll to back some- to. Oh, back to Davis. Oh. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Go ahead. What were you saying? I was just gonna say, an upcoming schedule is probably gonna be more football. Mm-hmm. And then we'll talk about some, we'll do some like power rankings for like all time players or current, you know, players. Yeah. Okay. So back to AD. Yeah. Back to AD. I think the way he went, the, the way, the way people come out uh, and ask for trades leaves a sour taste. And I think that kind of never leaves, but all can be forgotten with success. So I think you want a chip. Yeah. I think when you win, when you win the championship at this point, like, People really don't care that <laughs> AD wore the that's all folks and kind of pouted and got benched for the end of that season. 
And also, I don't think New Orleans cares really either because they got they came out pretty Zion. you know handsomely with that trade. They got Zion, they got Trace, Brandon Ingram. Trace has three thirty point back to back games. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I know Zion is a sore spot for you, but <laughs> no, no, Trace, Trace, he's not a sore spot. He's my god, man. Trace, oh, Zion is the next LeBron James, dude. Oh, right, right, right. He's the next. Kobe. I forgot. I forgot your. I forgot your thoughts on him were so high and mighty. <laughs> if you want my thoughts on Zion, go back to episode one. Uh, <laughs> we started off with a bang. <laughs> we started off with a bang. Well, Shreyas, again, I, so many people have come up to me at this point, and they're like, "Dude, you got to talk to Shreyas. The Kings are not making the playoffs." I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought. I really thought uh, uh, something would click with Bagley and. Fox and Barnes, and I thought no. they would just come out. Harrison an Barnes is a, look at. Okay, I'm just thinking to my brother he's when I say this. Yeah, he's, he's a he's, Harrison Barnes is a bona fide scrub. Bona fide. I mean, he's for all intents and purposes, he's, he's, he's overrated, definitely. But and a bona fide he's scrub. A, okay. No, no. Say what you're gonna say. I was, no, I was just like, I was just like, he's a bona fide scrub. <laughs> No, he's he's a he's he's a solid player for what he does. He's definitely overrated, but um, he has been hard capped at a kind of hey normal <laughs> amateur hour. <laughs> he he has been amateur hour. Listen, yeah. do I think do I think that he should have been traded in the middle of a game? No, I don't. Oh right, that was I was I was like thinking for a second. I was like, did that? I was like, was it did happen. Map. He was on the map. He got traded to the Kings in the middle of a game. I forgot about that. Game, and they, they like they, the camera panned over to him, and like somebody just broke the news, and he's just sitting there shaking his head. Yeah, I think he walked I'm, out of that game too. I would have. I would have too. Yeah, that's crazy. That's unbelievable. Yeah, it's like Harrison Barnes is going to Sacramento right now. Yeah. Yep. But but okay. yeah. So um. So, so your final thoughts on 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 people demanding trades? I mean, yeah, I think I think it all depends on success. I think it all depends on success. I mean, there's a lot of in football too, like Watson now, Stefan Diggs. If you go back uh, into history of football, John Elway. Um, this is where John Elway and Eli Manning too. This, this is where I don't know uh, how deep I want to get into this, but like when you're coming out as a rookie, if you're a high draft pick and say you get drafted by a team and you don't want to play there, um, what are your thoughts about asking for a trade straight out the draft? Oh, wow. Um... That's what happened to Elway and Manning. They, I mean, uh, their, their fathers, respectively, did not, and them came to the decision they didn't want to play for the team they were drafted by. Who was, who was and Manning demanded a trade? Eli Manning was drafted by the Chargers, and yeah, uh, he had so much more luck on the Giants. Did not want to play there. They forced a trade to the Giants and ended up. Uh, the Chargers ended up trading Eli to the Giants for Philip Rivers in a draft day deal. Ah uh, yes, the the exchange of mediocrity. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I, would, I know both of them are, are you know arguably. No, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I I agree. I, yeah. Um, what are my thoughts on on people declaring demanding a trade? No, don't do that. That's that's not kosher. You've you've been given an opportunity to play for a professional team, and mm-hmm. I understand that you might have been the shit in. But that's like like if Trevor Lawrence comes out and he gets drafted by the Jaguars, and he's like, nah. Like no, mm. I don't know. I just think but it worked. It, see, but then like you look at John Elway, right? He got drafted by the Baltimore Colts. They didn't want to play in Baltimore. He he and his father demand a trade. They go to Denver. 
he becomes one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time in Denver. People really forget that he wasn't even drafted by them and he even asked to get out to get to Denver. So it's just like, I think the success really, like if you're like a top tier, like you become one of the best or you become, you have a, like a ring on your hand because of it. Like that really clouds. But I think the best, I think the best, I think the best can make asking the best can make the most of, of really any situation. I mean, again, I'm going back to Tom Brady. Apparently I'm the biggest Tom Brady stand there is. <laughs> um, but Tom Brady, when he was drafted by new England, again, he was very low in the draft and then he came and then he made it into a situation where he won six rings with the franchise. Yeah. And who were the Patriots before that? I mean, they had, you know, good players, but, they weren't the same as when Tom Brady was in his prime. Like he he made he made something out of pretty much nothing. Yeah. And so and then you look at you look at LeBron. Take LeBron, right? LeBron drafted by the Cavs. I get that he doesn't win the ring at first, but then he goes to Miami, brings all these people together, makes something out of out of nothing. Miami wins a bunch, goes mm-hmm. back to Cleveland, goes to the finals four times in a row, wins one of them against one of the toughest, toughest dynasties in basketball history. Mm-hmm. Golden State Warriors, that's a tough team, man. Yeah. That's a tough especially, team. Especially when, when they're already good and then they got better halfway through it. Oh, my God. Well, he makes he made something out of nothing, and then there you go. Um, yeah. I just think it shows, uh, I think, a little bit of lack of respect for the game. And, and uh, I think about, I just think about, like, what Anthony Edwards, this this year's NBA's number one top pick said. He's like, it's like yeah, I don't watch basketball. I, I can't watch basketball unless he's, like, playing it. And, and that's oh, just like, right, right. About watching film and stuff, right? About watching film or just watching basketball games. Yeah. And then yeah. you think about that. Like, if you want to be one of the greats, you need to have a love for the game that, that yeah. goes beyond anything else. Yeah. And so that's just like, it's just kind of like a poor attitude. It's a lack of humility. And I'm like, I, I just don't, I don't feel like you can do that right off the bat. That's just, yeah. It, it does leave a sour taste for the time being. It definitely leaves a sour taste. You know? I mean, yeah. I just, I, you know, you see highlights of Anthony Edwards dunking and I'm like, okay, cool. But in my heart of hearts, I'm like, I'm like he, he, he's basically. You forget that also in that game, he went over, like he went one for nine. Yeah. And but he's, he's like, he's, yeah. And he's like, oh, I, I don't like watching basketball. And it just makes me think about all those other, you know, like pro or semi-pro players who would give anything, anything, anything to be in the spot that he's in. Yeah, who love the game and who study it and who practice it every single day, day in day out. Whether it's playing two yeah. K, watching highlights, watching film, practicing, playing games, you know. And then you see the number one draft pick. He's like, yeah, I don't even really like or watch basketball. Okay. Anyway, another yeah. tangent. But ah, <sighs> you have any final thoughts? Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, I think. It's all circumstantial with players asking for trades. Um, I think sometimes they seem like, I mean, they can definitely be in the good, especially with Watson. Um, good for him. You know, he needs to get out of a situation. It can definitely be helpful. Um, and sometimes it doesn't work out. Like you want, you know, if you sometimes want more than what you can actually chew off, then it comes back to bite you. And now you're, you know, scrambling to try to get back to the spot you once were. Um, and so I think it's a risky decision and, uh, I guess if you can, if you can do it more power to you, but like, you have to understand the consequences that come out of it and you can't be overly sensitive when, uh, people form an opinion because of something that did or didn't work out. So I think that's what the consequences are, but, um, 
it all it all makes sense in the long run if it does work. I agree. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Shreyas, it's your time to shine. It's time for Shreyas's fact of the week. Well, Max, I found out today that uh, if you lift a kangaroo's tail off the ground, it apparently cannot hop anymore because they use the tails for balance. So the tail has to stay on the ground for it to hop and, you know, get those DeAndre, you know, 2K14 DeAndre Jordan type hops. Oh my gosh, Lob City. <laughs> That's broken. If you play any 2K and you go on historical teams for play now and you pick Lob City, you're going to win. Yeah. You're going to win. Now add a kangaroo to that situation. Man, you got a team. Uh, you, yeah. <laughs> DeAndre Jordan goes to the bench. Blake Griffin goes to the bench. Kangaroo Jack comes out. <laughs> It's over. It's over. <laughs> Kangaroo Jack. You've been listening to another episode of Amateur Hour, a professional sports podcast by people who have never played professional sports. Thanks for being here. If you've made it this far, you're a real trooper. And thank you to everybody who's been listening to our podcast. It really means a lot. Uh, following us on Twitter, following us on our soon-to-be-created uh, Instagram and potentially TikTok. So, yeah, it's fun. We're already in episode four. That's very exciting. I love it. this is fun it's been a blast it's been a blast all right cool well thanks for being here and we will catch you on the next episode peace